Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean. Just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews, and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, this man is so fucking funny on TikTok. Get on that damn app and follow Jordy Cray. I mean, I am in love. The stuff that you do is so funny. You're hysterical. How are you not a stand-up comic? You're so funny. Thank you. I love you. Um, I feel like I'm I'm situational funny. Like, I don't think I can be like a stand-up. Um, I just think I'm like quick and witty with it. Um, I don't think I could ever do stand-up though. Well, welcome to the podcast. Jordy Cray is here. After this interview, he's a content creator you are going to want to follow. This man does pop culture. He was so kind. He popped, I don't even know what video, some video, crazy video of mine popped up. And you go, wait a minute, are you Sarah from The Kane Show? And I was like, yes. And then I looked at your stuff and I'm like, this man is so funny. And so I just have been following you now. And I'm like, I got to have him on. I got to, I got to have you on to talk about just like your content and you love to talk about celebrities like I do. So how long have you been on TikTok? Um, in February, it'll be two years. That's it? Yeah, it's wow. only been two years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you have amassed over 500,000 followers in two years. So I got very lucky because the first video I ever did went viral and it just kind of went on from there. I got very lucky. Okay. What was it? So (laughs) I am a very nosy person. Um, I love being in other people's business, especially celebrities. Um, And I was just doing like my usual social media sleuthing. And um, I discovered this beef between Hillary Duff and her sister Haley that they are no longer in pictures together and seemingly don't follow like there was something weird about it and i did a big deep dive into the fact that they're no longer talking um and it blew up from there (laughs) okay so the first video what you you know i love what i love about tiktok is you go to bed at night and you get up the next day and then you can have like a bazillion notifications so how many views did that video get for you probably in like 72 hours oh god um, it definitely hit over a million. Yeah, 
in 72 hours. It was wild. And then news outlets started picking it up. And I was like, what <laughs> did I just do? I did not mean to do this. I, I didn't think anybody would care because it was, I just made a video because I had so much information. I was like, I just got to get this out and took off. All right. Well, let's go back a little bit. What? Okay. You grew up in Maryland in the DMV area. We're in Maryland. So I grew up in Bowie. Oh, yeah. I know Bowie. All yeah. right. So you grew, yeah. you grew up in Bowie, Maryland. We love a Maryland man. And what did you always want to be in entertainment? Like what? How were you drawn to it? Yes. I originally wanted to be a singer. I could see that. Um, I was in the World Children's Choir. Um, I didn't keep up with it after I hit puberty, although my voice never really changed. But my singing voice <laughs> went out. Um, but... <laughs> Um, I never like stuck with it. <laughs> Your voice never um, did. Dry. It never dropped, huh? It never. Really... <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, but I always wanted to do. I grew up with theater. Um, I loved being on stage. Um, I did theater in college. I've always wanted to be out there, and I knew I always had what it took. Um, but I just needed people to see me, and I I knew like once people see me, I'll be good. It's just getting people to see me okay so you're going out along after you do the world's children choir you you stop that and then in high school were you like were you acting were you doing local singing competitions what were you doing to kind of perform yeah so I did theater in uh, high school as well I was in you know high school musical Peter Pan um a couple other ones but yeah I loved it I love theater so you graduate from high school and and then what did you think? Like, were you like, okay, I'm moving to New York. I'm moving to LA or like how to go. Or your parents were like, you have to go to college. You're going to become this. Like what? Yeah. So I went to West Virginia. Um, I was actually, I love it. it's, um, <laughs> it's a very long story. I'll try to make it brief. Um, my dad is from a very small town in West Virginia and, um, I originally wanted to go to Nashville because I wanted to do so singer songwriting, um, but out of state tuition, I ended up getting some sort of scholarship in West Virginia. So I went there for two years, but I ended up falling into addiction mm. when I was in West Virginia. So I had to leave. Um, and then everything kind of stopped after that until I got sober. Wow. I know you're mm -hmm. so brave. You share that on your your TikTok because I was I was so curious I wanted to ask you about it um mm -hmm. can you tell us about everybody's sobriety journey my brother's actually been sober for I think it's like going on 14 years it's nice. it's the it's the greatest gift ever and it's the lowest low to me like watching somebody go through it is it's just heartbreaking um yeah. how did it start for you um, started with alcohol with friends, you know, when I was in high school, 16, 17 years old. Um, and just like with any addiction, it's fun. And then it's fun with problems. And then it gets to a point where it's just no longer fun anymore. Um, I never tried any drugs until I got to college. And then I just fell in this crowd with people. Um, but I was always, I'd gone through a lot before that. So I was always using to cover some sort of trauma. Um, you, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that as it was happening because I was like, oh, you know, we're all in college. Everybody does cocaine. You know, like <laughs> I thought that was like a thing that everybody did. Um, but I would always take it way too far. Um, mm. But I got sober at 23, which was very young. Yes. And you've been sober ever since. Yep. I just celebrated 10 years in September. 
Thank oh God. my God. Thank, I know, right? By the grace of God, right? It's just, yep. it, it truly is. Um, do you talk about your childhood trauma? I mean, on, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, my dad passed away when I was like 14 years old and that my brother and I kind of went through that. Like we started drinking, we started, you know, he started smoking pot, you know, I started smoking cigarettes. Like you, yeah, you don't realize that you're self-medicating and this was in the late nineties. So nobody did therapy really then, you know? Um, yeah. how did, can you tell us some of your trauma that now looking back, you're like, Oh, I was completely masking that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, Definitely was like the poster child for like daddy issues. My dad and I never had a good relationship whatsoever. Um, There was a lot of things that went down in my household, especially like when they found out I was gay. Mm -hmm. They found my dad found out in a very bad way, um, which kind of ties into social media because someone had made up a MySpace account about me in high school. Um, So I think that kind of like trained me for social media though, because I've already been there, done that with all the trolls. So now I'm like, I can handle anything. So you're like probably 14 years old and someone like outs you on MySpace. Yeah. And that's how my dad found out that I was gay. And how did, did somebody send them the link or they just happened to be like looking on your computer and then they. My dad searched for me on MySpace and that's the first thing that popped up. (sighs) Yeah. That's so it hard. It was not pretty. Yeah. And did were you able, like, did they kick you out? Or or was it just like... Um, no. Um, my mom was has always been super supportive of me. If that particular day was a really bad day, there was a lot of shit that went down. Um, but a lot of therapy and everything. We ended up getting a lot better um until more recently um now he's no longer in my life um but you know i do try to share that on social media because i'm like if i'm gonna you talk about other people's business i'm also gonna talk about my own like i have no problem doing that i'm an open book where no one's perfect nobody's perfect and your story you already know this it's so important for all of us to just say our truths because somebody watching is going through the exact same thing that you did you know, and yep. you just never know who is going to hear that message that day and it changes their whole life, lives. Yep. So yep. you, I mean, who got you sober? Like what was the, what was your rock bottom moment? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, um, I was in a really bad relationship. Um, that took like two years to end really. Um, <laughs> I stayed way too long. Um, but after that ended, and I was looking at kind of like the destruction all around me that I had caused. I didn't really have anybody else to blame my problems on because I was like, oh, it's definitely him or it's the school. It's, you know, my parents, it's this. And like one moment I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this is where I'm at. Like my last drink, I wasn't even drunk. Um, I was on my back porch and I was trying to like um flush drugs out of my system with beer because I was trying to get my job back that I lost for the second time due to drinking. Um, And I was like, well, I can't even go anywhere tomorrow to take the drug test because I have a breathalyzer in my car that I got from my DUI. And then all of a sudden, like it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is real. Like this is what I, I have to, I have to stop. Um, Cause I knew that I would never see 30 if I didn't. Um, Yeah, because I was 23. It's amazing that you had 
that insight though. Like what do you, I mean, okay, then I'm assuming you either get into a 12-step program or you go to rehab or you get a therapist or maybe a combo of all three. I know some people don't Mm -hmm. like to talk about AA. It's very anonymous, but you know, Mm -hmm. you, like how did you, I mean, you're very lucky. Like a lot of people go their whole lives, as you know, I'm sure you've seen, I mean, and can never get sober. Like what is it that, was it a therapist or I mean, what stuck for you? So I, again, got really lucky because social media. Um, I had a friend um, that had recently got sober that I've known for years that had been trying to get sober on her own for a long time. Um, she hit me up and she was said something like, hey, I saw your meltdown last night on Facebook um, and I'm going to a meeting tonight. Do you want to go with me? Um, and I didn't have any plans, obviously, because I was unemployable. Um, and um, I said, sure, yeah, let's go. And that's what it took for me. Like I had someone with me, thank God that I could go because going to a meeting or wherever it's, it's terrifying getting sober, especially when you're young, you think, Oh God, I'll never have fun again. Um, but yeah, thank God I had someone with me. I know. And we're both still sober. Oh my God. It's amazing. Isn't it the greatest gift? And it's like, life is actually so much better sober. I I really, I always, I mean, I I do, you know, still have a glass of wine and all that. So I'm not sober, but I'm just like, I don't even party or anything. And I'm like, God, life is so good without doing all that shit. It's like, I don't miss yep. the hangovers. I don't miss. Nope. I hate, and I hate hanging out with people who are so fucked up. They don't know what, they don't even know you were there. They tell you, they waste all your time with all their problems and shit. They don't even remember that they told you. Ugh, what a waste. Mm-hmm. What a waste. I know. But in your words, what is the greatest gift that sobriety has given you? Ooh. The greatest gift sobriety has given me is a second chance at a life that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I never had any like ambition or anything. Like I actually have a sense of purpose now where I want to achieve all these goals and everything. Like if you could have told me like what my life is now, 10 years ago, I would have never believed you. So tell us what your life is now. You talk about your husband, you're married. You're sober. Mm-hmm. You have this amazing social media following. I mean, do you are you a full-time content creator or do you also have another job? So I just became a full-time content creator like a month ago. <laughs> um, I do I do still work. I work in healthcare. Okay. Um, I've talked about being, you know, an addictions counselor because um, I always wanted to give back um, like how help was given to me. So it's important for me to still do that. Um, but I did take a step back, but now I am full-time. And my husband... He doesn't do any social media whatsoever. Um, He works in accounting. He is like the opposite of me, which is what I love. Um, Keeps me (laughs) grounded. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we- He's like that too. I know he's completely the opposite of me. And it's always- It's amazing. It's great to be married to an accountant. You know, you're always going to pay your taxes. Your numbers are always going to work. I mean, that's a good one to marry. It is. Yeah. So we have like a quiet life. We have two dogs. Um, Yeah, it's- it's pretty, it's pretty quiet. I and mean, I never thought that I would like a quiet life, but I do in that sense. So, okay. So congratulations on becoming a full-time content creator. I, I feel like this is the future. I love when people do it. Um, you know, I started my podcast eight years ago after leaving radio. I was scared to death. I lost money for three years. It was torturous, but anyway, it all worked out yeah. and I'm, it's, it's a trial and error whole thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so how are you, are you fully monetizing just your TikTok or are you like on your Instagram, are you selling endorsements? Like, how's that all going for you? 
So sometimes I work with brands too. Um, but yeah, I just started cross posting a lot more. My husband gives great business advice too. Um, I actually turned down a lot of like offers that are given to me because he was like, if you start, you know, showing off like random stuff, you're going to lose your followers because they can like smell a phony from a mile away. He's like, so stick to pop culture, that kind of stuff. Otherwise, you're going to start losing people. And so I've held on to that ever since, and it's served me well. Wow. Um, and I love your videos because people are always like, you're making money off this shit. And you're like, let me tell you, I, this is 15 seconds. I can't monetize this, you fuckers. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. They People are insane. Insane. I, that's my favorite part when you respond to people. The best video that you've done in the past week was, of course, you know, how soft as a you're a comic you're a comedian which people don't get humor anymore at all and so they they don't get nuance they don't get humor they don't get a I mean it's so obvious to me that you're joking but you start out a video this week it I I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it and you're like the kids today are getting soft when I was in high school the snipers were in DC and they told us to zigzag (laughs) and you lived in the DMV so you know what I'm talking about I t- when I tell you, I cried. And then people were like, that is horrible. I can't believe. And you're like, I want to talk to you guys. You are not very bright. Like, I love the way you speak to the people. It's so good because they're so dumb. It's just... It's crazy. And I, I, I think can't. I forget sometimes that people oh watch God. me from, like, all over the world. Because people even. that live in the DMV understand what I'm saying. But, like, oh. r- people are like, well, out here in California, like, we get out for, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm not talking about you. Get out of here. I'm talking about me. It It is so good. I mean... Do you, what do you think? Do you think audiences are getting dumber or do you think it's like bots? What do you think's happening? (laughs) I, you know what? I think a lot, I think it's children. I think there's children on this app that bypass whatever age restriction. Um, because all these like celebrity stands, I'm like, I have to be arguing with the 12 year old with the insults that they're coming at me. It's like with, I'm like, what? get out of here. I think it's children, honestly. Oh my God. I mean, you're, you just, you're such great comedic relief. I cannot even, and I was asking you this, do you, how much planning do you put into your videos? I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I'm so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have t- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 
40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. Um, if it's a deep dive, I do like one deep dive a month. There's a lot of planning that goes on to that. Mm. Um, but a lot of times I don't do any planning. And sometimes that gets me in a little bit of trouble because like I'll do like the Gypsy Rose comment. Like I wasn't even thinking about that. And then that blew up. Like I never would have imagined. Okay, um, let's talk so, about yeah. that because I was going to ask you that. Okay. So you did you did a video I thought was great, right? Because I think people are saying a little bit what you're saying. So you essentially said, wow, I didn't expect Gypsy Rose to be like all over our screens nonstop. And she's on every podcast right. and it seems like she also is now an influencer. I mean, it, like after this whole case of murdering her mom. And yes, I mean, I think we all know the mom was fucked up and there was a ton, there was right. abuse and all this stuff. But like she has come out of jail as like an instant fabulous celebrity that everybody loves. Right. And that was a little bit shocking to me. I thought I knew there would be some presence, but I cannot get away from her. And people are hyping her up in the sense that she has just gotten out of prison and you guys are like latching onto her like she's Beyonce. And then people were saying that I'm jealous of her because she has millions of followers. I'm like, I don't want to get my followers by murdering my mother. Like, that's not how I want to get fame. That is not something that I aspire to be. I really think that she needs help and like to heal outside of it. Yeah. Away. She has some crazy fans, man. So does that bother you? Because a lot of content creators, like, they get very upset about the backlash that comes to them. So how do you feel when all of a sudden you wake up and you're inundated? Um, with It depends, but usually it doesn't bother me too much yeah. um, because Smart. I know that these people do not know me um, and I don't know them. And I just try to, you know, take it for what it is. I knew it would come with it. Um, but I someone was like... Someone told me to shut up or something else. And I told them to move out of their parents' house. Like, I have no problem clapping back at people. I mean, I have a little bit of a theory, too, with TikTok. I almost feel like people th are thriving now on the trolling. Like, I oh, I kind of feel, you know, because it's so negative on everybody's platform. To me, it's almost like, why is this so negative? It almost seems like people kind of want the hate back or something. They want a response. It's a very weird time to be on social media. Yeah, you can't give any sort of an opinion without someone being very offended by it and letting you know. I'm like, oh, my God, like, just keep scrolling. Like, I don't ever comment on people's things and say, like, obscene crap. Like, I would never say something like that. But I know. People I, do. I know how people and every, and people oh, delete this video. I mean, it's like an opinion about whoever, right? Gypsy, you should delete this. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, why, would I, why would I listen to you? Get on your page and go delete your shit. Um, right. who, who are some of your favorite celebrities to talk about? Oh, I love talking about the Chrisleys. Um, yeah. Those okay, wait, are wait, always... wait, 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 wait. Uh, this is why I could talk to you for 10 hours. Wait a minute. Do you think yeah. they're really guilty? Um. 
Are you like a pro Chris Lee stan? Like, do you love Todd and Julie? You think they're like? I have mixed feelings about them. I honestly, I don't know. I want to believe that they're innocent. Um, it's fine. But... Say we, I trash them left and right. So keep, so tell me if you think, cause I, cause now though, I, I trash them all the time. I think he's like, I think he was such a scumbag, but then they just won that million dollar um, settlement from the state of Georgia. And I'm like, am I going to have to eat crow? Are the, <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't even know. Um, Because what if this is a big conspiracy and they were innocent the whole time? That's why they didn't plead guilty because they truly knew that they were innocent. But I'm like, you don't really, unless when the feds have something on you, they have something on you. So I don't know. I'm very curious to see how that will play out. Okay, well, indulge me. What is the Chrisley conspiracy that is out there? That it's all a setup, that they've been like hunted, um and that they are innocent. Yeah, that they were like sought after just to be messed with. And why, Do, what, what? like what's it behind it? Like did Todd end up like like messing with the wrong person or did one of his kids, like what, what was the catalyst that people think? I, I've heard so many different things, but I think it's like people want to bring them down um, mm. for whatever reason. Yeah, people love to hate them. Um, I know, yeah, well, I'm one of them. <laughs> have to say I was a huge fan but I have heard that Todd is an alleged bully you know and I've had his former daughter-in-law on and you know she has nothing good to say about him and basically like anyone that came into Todd's picture if you weren't with Todd like he made your life miserable I don't know you know I just feel like and then to your point when the feds come for you and you know they didn't pay their taxes I mean, they're found guilty on these things, you know, so we have to assume yeah. there was enough evidence, even though to this day they proclaim their innocence. But that yeah. them being awarded a million dollars made me think like, mm, do I know the whole story? I know. I was shocked at that. Um, but yeah, I love talking about the Chrisleys. I love talking about I'm a millennial. So I like talking about like um, Taylor Swift, like Jessica Simpson, like those girls that I kind of like grew up with. Britney, I don't like talking about Britney that much because people are so mean to her still. Like, I don't even like making videos about her. They'll be like, she's crazy. Please don't. Okay, what's your take on, I'm actually reading her book right now, The Woman in Me. I never never thought I'd read it, but I actually love it. I'm almost, I'm like, I have like two chapters left. I can't believe it. But I have two theories. Did you read the book? Yeah, I did. Okay, to me, I have two theories. One, I think the love of her life was Justin Timberlake. I think after that, things went yes. so south. I, I, I think she. I agree. I think she would have walked away from all fame to be married to him and had kids, yep. and that would have been her life. And then two, yep. I almost think she's just too nice for the business. Like, I, yes. I think that I don't even know that she could survive the business at all because I think she's just that Southern kind. She's going to go along to get along. I don't think she can do it. No. And I don't know why she's still on social media. I want, I, what I want for her is to delete social media, move out of LA, go somewhere and live on a ranch by yourself or with a, a love of your life, whoever, just get out of LA. Like she deserves peace. Um, and she's never going to get it. If she continues social media with all the she can do an innocent video and it's going to be made fun of by people. You know, her kids and Kevin Federline say that she's just as addicted, like that she says, you know, she's sweet and doesn't want this, but she wants all this attention. What do you think is the truth? 
Because they they claim um, like she's very aware, like she she loves it. She has to be naked in front of everybody. She wants the feedback. Um, I don't think Kevin Federline should be giving any sort of advice or any. I I would never listen to that man about anything. I don't like him at all. Not a fan. <laughs> no, I do not like K Fed. No, he has he hit the lottery with Britney clearly because you know look at what he's doing like he's living off of her essentially mm. it's bullshit so you like covering millennial celebrities you like doing d- deep dives what do you you know what's your take what do you say to people who are like because you know people the deep dives are controversial a lot of people feel like don't you have a life you know why are you spending all this time on celebrities then other people feel like we're in an era where companies, big brands, celebrities are really being called out for who they are. So do you ever like think, oh, should I be doing these deep deep dives or what's your motivation behind it? Um, I love researching stuff. Um, I probably should have done journalism or something in college. I love like finding out new things. And when people are like, oh, you should get a life. I'm like, do you say that to people that watch sports and create sports content? Because that's a hobby. Um, so is this, you know, they, pop culture people always get shit on for whatever reason to get a life, but they don't ever say that to people that are like sports fanatics or anything like that, because that's like normal. But why can't we have our fun too and talk about what interests us just like other people do? How many celebrities have blocked you? <laughs> um, that I know of? Two? Oh, that's not bad. Only that Ka- I know of, yeah. Only Catherine McPhee mm-hmm. and who else? Ashley Tisdale. Oh, Ashley Tisdale. That's a random one. Why did, did you do a deep dive on her? She didn't like it. I did, yeah. Yeah, she didn't like it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it is what it is. That was like month three for me on TikTok. I got blocked really quickly by her. Um, what, so you, do you cover any like modern things? Like what are not modern? I mean, millennials are, they're all very relevant. Jessica Simpson, all of these people are just as relevant as ever. Um, but are there any like TikTok celebrities, any, um, other, like maybe considered new age celebrities that you like to cover? New age celebrities. Like, do you get involved with any of the TikTok drama, like with Michaela who does makeup or Jeffree Star or like, are you into any of them? I'll watch the videos, but a lot of times I don't know who those people are. Like, I just saw that yesterday, the Michaela drama from like one of the TikTok content creators that I'm friends with. I saw her doing a video and I'm like, who the hell are these people? I don't follow like the makeup drama with like James Charles and like there's so much drama in that world. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really. Are we fighting over a spray tan right now? Is that what's what's happening? Like what? Yes. Why why is everybody pissed off about this? It's very entertaining, but I wouldn't spend too much time on that myself, but I'll watch it. No, I'm with you. I sometimes I get into it, but it is so so foolish like the Michaela new drama with the spray t- I can't I can't like I I think I started to watch one video that he did and I'm like and then he's giving example I'm like I'm out. I just I I don't care. I'm not buying your spray tan and I'm still going to watch her. I don't give a fuck whatever this is. It's just, it, it's so much. Yeah. It's, it's way too much. I try to stick to what I know, um, what I know to talk about. Cause I like the new age stuff. I don't really know. Like I didn't know who Alex Earl was until a month ago. 
I know. I know. I had no idea who that was. What does she do? I don't even know what she does. Is she? I know she's on TikTok, but is she, what does she do? Well, actually, okay, you love a millennial scoop. You'll love this. You know her stepmom okay. is Ashley Dupree, the prostitute that was in D.C. at the Mayflower Hotel that brought that down Elliot Spitzer, the then mayor of New York, probably a decade or more ago. You will love that story. You will. I didn't know that. Okay, you will love. There's a deep dive for you. Uh, okay. And oddly enough, Alex, so Alex Earl has a new podcast. She went on Howard Stern, who I love. Howard Stern never asked her about the mom, Ashley Dupree, because the Ashley Dupree married Alex Earl's dad, who is apparently like a wealthy investment banker. So riddle me that. Like, how does Howard Stern, who asks everybody everything, not go deep having Alex Earl on his show about the dad? You think it was her people that were telling him not to well, ask that? My theory was originally that she was going to get a show on Sirius XM. And so Howard was kind of like teeing her up, like doing them a favor. But then she went and did a deal with Alex Cooper to get her own podcast. So I was like, God, that was such a soft interview. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't imagine why Howard would have done that unless maybe maybe they were trying to do a deal Sirius was with her and then she it didn't work out it was just one of the most strange interviews but she has and i don't think she ever really talks about the stepmom even though the stepmom's famous for this incident and you know howard stern would ask something like that so that is very curious i'm very curious why i've got i've got his next deep dive i've got jordy's next deep dive (laughs) i love that's wild i love all this okay what's your favorite like um is there an Mid-aughts, early-aughts, what was your favorite, whether it was true crime, pop culture, is there a favorite story that you are still fascinated with today? Ooh. Um, probably the Lindsay Lohan-Hillary Duff feud back in the early 2000s. Like, okay. that is just over Aaron Carter. Remember that? That was crazy. No. Okay, Phyllis in, Phyllis in, tell us. See, I don't know this one. Yeah, they were both, like, Date, there was some sort of overlap of them dating Aaron Carter. Like, imagine, like, well, Aaron Carter really had it going on back then. Um, huge, amazing, you know, huge he was start. like the heartthrob. Yeah. And so they were showing up, like, Lindsay and Hillary were showing up at each other's premieres and, like, they were getting removed from, like, security people. There was, like, a big thing, um, big love triangle with that. I've always thought that was just the funniest thing because it was, like, I was younger than them, so I was, like, 11 when that was happening. And, of course, I loved Aaron Carter back then. Um, (laughs) But I loved Hillary and Lindsay, too, so I was very conflicted of who to believe. That one's so... I still don't know who to believe. Oh. Um... Okay, so now you're doing this full-time. You know, I think one of the hard parts, I always try to help other podcasters because it's such a, we're still in such an unknown business, you know? Like, we're all Mm -hmm. paving our own way. It's new age. Like, I came from the radio days where I used to be told, even just a little over a decade ago, like, you're going to be getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Like, radio is it. Morning radio is, like, how you're going to do a pop culture show. They didn't even know anything about podcasting. So, What's one piece of actual advice that you would give somebody listening that wants to start their own brand, their own social media channel? Like, what's a real piece of advice? Because I always, you always ask this and people go, be yourself. No, fuck off. We're all ourselves. Now, what can you really, do I need an accountant husband? I mean, what do I need? Should I launch an LLC? Like, what's a real piece of advice? Be consistent. Mm. Okay, like, and when you say that, do you mean like every day, same hour? Yeah, 
Yeah, we're uh, not. You don't even have I to do it do like that. every hour or every day, but be consistent with the type of content that you're creating. So that way, you will find your people, um, or they will find you um, if you just continue to do that. Um, they like consistency. They don't like it when you. I like. I try not to stay on a topic too long because I think people get um, pissed off about that. At least mine do. So I do try to jump around, um, but I'm consistent with like the pop culture bubble that I'm in. So be consistent. And you, and that is really millennial, like millennial knowledge, you know, new, mm-hmm. new films that are coming out that are related somehow to like millennial pop culture. It's really in that era. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I love it. <laughs> I can see you're so good at it. You're so entertaining with it. What's your, um, okay. Now you're living your dream after all these years and even having this detour, I'm sure at times with your addiction, you were like, I don't know, is it going to work out? Now you're really living your truth. What's like your ultimate goal? What did you always, or what do you want to do now? Um, I've always wanted to do television in some capacity, but I've always wanted to write a book. Um, and I'll tell you something very strange that happened when I was 24, I went to a psychic, um, and she said, I don't want to freak you out. And I said, okay, what is it? She said around 35, I'm 34. Um, she said, you're going to be rich and or famous, and you're going to be speaking out about some sort of cause. And it's going to make an impact with whatever you're talking about. And then it wasn't until I started blowing up on TikTok. I was like, wait, a second, I'm approaching 35. Like, is that really what's happening here? Um, <laughs> but I've always wanted to write a book. So I'm like, maybe, maybe she's right. Oh my God. It's you time. Know? It's time. Yeah. Do you know, like, what would your book be about? Do you know? My life. Um, mm-hmm. And I would also add some sort of comedic element to that. Because, of course, I've had bad stuff happen to me. But I got to make fun of myself. Like, you can't take yourself too seriously. Just um, won't work. Okay, what's a funny story? I mean, I picture, like, you to me would be my favorite coworker. I can I can only imagine the slew of jobs you did. But, I mean, I just see you in an office. Like, to me, you're like a character from The Office. I mean, you're just so funny. And I'm sure you were sassy in The Office, like, with your boss. <laughs> I could see yep. it. Yep. Tell us, like, do you have a funny work st- story you'll share? Or, like, what's a weird job you did? Oh, God. I worked in, like, so many call centers um, I was doing home improvement for so long. Can you imagine me doing like home improvement, like asking about like well, windows of, and stuff? Well, it's, no, wait, wait, wait. Are you working for like Anderson windows and you were like doing a consultation? Like how, what, what end of home improvement? So I would do like, I worked for several different window companies in the DMV area and I would, you know, set up appointments for people to get like a free consult and all that kind of stuff. So I would do, I did that for like 10 years. Um, Actually, no, yeah, I'd see I see you being very good at that because I bet you're yeah, great at, at sales. You know, you're just so yeah, easy to talk that. to. Yeah, but I was like, not like, I, I was not a good worker. And I wasn't until I got sober. Um, but yeah, I was always doing some, I was always getting in trouble at work for being too talkative. I was always getting people all riled up. Like, I've got some crazy stories of when I was drunk. Like, I used to make a complete out of myself. And the I remember win- I would, like, call people company. on Sundays, okay, and they would be like, listen, lady, come join us in Sunday school and, like, hang up on me. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
listen, lady. Yeah. I was like, eh, I don't even correct them because my name's Jordan. Um, so they think that it is a woman. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Share with us some funny, like, I mean, you must have a good window story. Did anyone, did any, you ever like send somebody out for a consultation with someone's house and they had no windows? Like, tell us. Yeah. You, you find like complete, you can't even, the house would need to be like bulldozed. Like you can't even do any work. Um, and they have like weird rules where the man and the woman have to be at home, like the, both of the, um, the spouses. And then that would cause a lot of problems because a lot of the women are like, and rightfully so they're like, do you think that I can't make a decision without my husband? I'm like, absolutely not. Like if anything, women know what the hell's going on. The men don't. So I'm like, if anything, we should just go out there with the wife. But they had like weird rules that that would always cause. Did you guys service those same sex couples who owned a home? And you just like, was it like just a two person policy or? Yeah. So like whoever um, name, like if there were two people on the deed, like you have to meet with both of them for whatever reason. But yeah, people would cuss us out all the time, (laughs) all the time. That also prepared me for social media. I'm like, I'm so used to getting screamed at by people that it's just no. I'd I only scream at you when I got the bill because windows are so expensive. You're like, oh, I'll just get like a few windows replaced. And then they're like, okay, four windows, that'll be 35000 You're like, what? Excuse me. That's a whole value crazy. of fucking house. I know windows are crazy. insanely expensive. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. sure they cussed you out when they got the bill. Oh my God. It's crazy. So do you still like living? I'm just talking to you now. I mean, the interview is over. I, I love you. I Everyone needs to follow you and, and get subscribed. Where else? Oh, is TikTok your main place? Like, is that where you want everyone to follow you? At Jordy Cray. Yeah, at um, Jordy Cray. But now I'm just talking to you because I love you and I feel like you need to become a regular on this podcast and tell us like some sort of millennial pop culture like moment oh, that's happening. You. We love you. Yeah, I'd love that. I love you. I mean, this is a dream. <laughs> and I just want your life advice. I mean, are you? I think you need to branch out, though. I mean, because you, you've you lived so many experiences. You have this great relationship with your husband. Sounds like you guys have good balance. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think you're going to have to branch out and talk about other things. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out how to do – because now that I'm full-time now, I can think about those kind of things. When I was working in healthcare, it was just way too much to, like – you know, we re- we just redid like this room in my house with the wallpaper love it. and everything. So we're like setting it all up um, and I'm supposed to go to L.A. tomorrow. I hope I'm still able to go because of the weather um, oh, that's yes. happening. It's like a winter wonderland from hell out here. Um, but yeah, I'm supposed to go to the Vanderpump prom- uh, premiere on Wednesday. I love so it. So I'm hoping to go. Okay, well, that just reminded me. You went to BravoCon this year in Las Vegas. I was there. I did not know you yet. What was your take on BravoCon? Do you think it was good in Vegas? Yes, it should stay in Vegas, I think. Um, Because I've been to the one in New York, but there was so much more room Mm. um, for that. Um, I asked a couple questions. I was trying to start some shit while I was there. But they, they kept dodging my questions, and it was really annoying. Okay, like what question did you ask that you didn't get answered? So I asked Andy, the first Ask Andy panel, I said, I just want to know if the the upcoming season of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is still going to air. I was sitting in the audience to hear this. Yes. And he gave the most. He was like, I, I mean, I think so. Like, why not? Right. And you're like. Right. 
Uh, and then I clear, I was like, so we are going to see it. And then he said, I hope so. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to see that. And then when, do you watch uh, Roni, like the new Yes, New York? I loved it. Okay, so I was at that one too. Um, and mind you, I was with TikTok. So we um, we had dinner with like Sai and Uba the night before. They're lovely. So I was surprised Sai was so wow. nice because on the show, I didn't like her. Yeah. Um, but I asked Aaron a question. I said, Aaron, you were recently on a podcast and you said you were not insinuating that Hobbit was cheating on Jessel, but you had other theories of what it was. So I'm curious to hear what those theories are. And she completely dodged it. And then I ran into her at BravoCon after dark. And I went up to her and I said, hey, I'm the one that asked you that question at Bravo, like at the panel. And she was like, why would you ask that? I said, You're on a reality me? show. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I know it's your first BravoCon and everything, but you know, I'm doing my job here. And it, it wasn't, that's not a rude question either. Like I could have asked like something off the wall that's not relevant, but I, you know, I asked that. Um, she was cool after that. I also, I really hope they call you for Potomac. I, I feel like, do you know any of the women? I feel like you need to be their fabulous friend and you would be so messy and it would be so, and now with, you know, reality Von Teese, I feel like we have, you my know, God. We, we're now allowing it's... bloggers and people that write and talk about it. I mean, obviously, she's like the hit of the year. So, yeah. oh, I don't know. You're, you're I've, been, I've, I've been at Potomac Filmings before because they film in Crofton. They filmed in Crofton before. Um, so I went there. I'm in the background of a couple shots. But I I would love to get on TV in some capacity. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. I don't know. I feel like it's going to come. It will definitely happen. I feel like you have the it factor for sure. You've got the comedy yeah. level, the whole thing. Um, well, de please come back as you become an even bigger star and when you write your book, because I just think you're so interesting and I would love your takes on, you know, when pop culture stories pop up, because I'm sure you know all the tea. Thank you. I love that. Um, yeah, I'll come back anytime. I appreciate it. Um, well, wait, one last question. <laughs> I could I'll keep you here forever. Oh, one, one last, one last. Uh, oh, you're fine. Well, what is your prediction for Vanderpump? You're going to the premiere, but what's your prediction for this season? Do you think this season will give us everything we want? Or, because I always have a theory. I, I feel like Vanderpump was going to be canceled if it wasn't for Scandal. I just think it had run its course. I didn't think they had a lot to work with. And then Scandal blew a whole life into it that no one could have anticipated. What's your take? Right. I have a prediction. Um, I think that audiences are going to sympathize with Tom Sandoval a little bit more and maybe turn on Ariana a little bit. Um, that's just my prediction. And that prediction is because she's just getting so many endorsements. She's made so much money from it. Yeah. And I think even Lala in the trailer was like, I've never seen someone get cheated on and then become God. So, and it's true. Um, so I'm curious to see if they're going to have a redemption arc for Tom. I think they're going to angle for that. I do too. I do too. I think it's coming. All right. Jordy Cray, best of luck. Have a great trip to Los Angeles. I know you also wanted to go by, um, you want to go out to Brentwood and go to, um, I've actually been by OJ's old house. I, I wanted to do yeah. exactly what you did, which the old house where OJ lived doesn't even exist. They bulldozed it, built something new. You mm -hmm. can hardly see it through the shrubbery. And then I also went by the apartment where uh, Nicole Brown Simpson lived and, you know, was sadly 
murdered. Um, yeah. Which is also, I think people, I saw people in the comments being like, you're going to be disappointed. It's it's not, it, yeah, I know. It's It had so much like allure, I guess, and mystery when it was all happening, but it's much less interesting when you see it, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's it doesn't look anything like it did back then. Yeah. Obviously, they, it's a whole new house, I think, too, because I think that's a brand new apartment and there's like plants you can't really see because. Oh, yeah. It's a, you know, so popular. I feel like people drive by there all the time. Yeah, I know. Wild moment in pop culture. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. This time we're really going. Um. Okay. Have a great trip. We'll see you soon. Everybody needs to follow Jordy Cray on TikTok and Instagram. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Love it.